0: Hey, guys, it's Clayton from 316 Creative Works. Hey, listen, if you know me, you know that 316 Creative Works exists to partner with artists, businesses, and churches. Uh, One of my good friends is a business guy. It's the Maynard family, and they run a business, and now they're in partnership with us. So that's Precision Door Service. Listen, in case of emergency, I always call Precision Door Service. They are experts in repairing, replacing All your garage doors and overhead doors, they can be reached. they got two numbers. The Indiana side is area code 219-306-8155. Again, 219-306-8155. Now, on the Illinois side, uh, Precision Door Service can be uh, contacted at area code 708-474-6657. The number again is 708-474-6657. You can always get them at precisiongarage door.com. That's precisiongarage door.com. Of course, we'll probably have Justin throw a contact card up there for you so you guys can see it if you're watching this. Again, this is Clayton from 316 Creative Works introducing you to another member of the family, the business of precision door service. Thanks, guys. Thanks for checking us out. Thanks. uh thanks for checking out another 316 podcast. I am Clayton from 316 Creative Works. Uh we are so excited to get into part 2 of talking with uh Carl Boonder, Mr. B, Mr. Boonder, Carl. Uh before we get too far into it, let's thank our important people. Our technical producer who is Justin, house manager who is Danielle. Of course, there is Esther, our creative producer, and we always want to thank uh Larry and Sandy. So thanks thanks guys for checking us out. Thanks for uh, checking this out now, Carl. We, we ended the last episode of kind of getting through high school and uh, dad and meeting Annette as a, as a senior. Yeah, you, know, you you just graduated from Ileana Christian High School, right? And did you have goals or dreams or aspirations? Did you go to college? Did you have? Did you want to be an astronaut?
1: <laughs> no uh college wasn't even wasn't even an uh,
0: option no, it wasn't an option was it it was be, because you just didn't like school
1: that and finances i mean i did It was just such a huge hump at that point uh-huh. uh it wasn't even it wasn't even considered uh-huh. and it this was, was, we we never talked about it at home
0: oh so you graduated in 1950 55 my, my math is horrible i'm not quick at it but yeah, 50, i want to say 59 but i'm not sure about that okay um yeah, that's, that's probably true. I mean, you were born in forty one, so you were eighteen in nineteen fifty nine. Well, I, I was young. I was seventeen, I think, when I graduated. Right. So it was so earlier than that. Fifty eight, fifty nine, yeah, whatever something. like that. And and so now you said that you didn't you didn't have money, but you you you're, you're, you're not, clearly your mom, being a Christian school teacher, didn't make a lot of money. Uh, but your dad was a professional photographer. Was that was that not a lot of money in
1: that? Well, he made a living. Uh-huh. We were never we never went hungry uh, during the war. Uh, We happened to live next door to a man who had a grocery store, and he would deliver dented cans to us. And I came to the conclusion on my own, there was no way, because I used to work for him part-time in that store as a little kid, taking potatoes out of a 50-pound sack and putting them in 10-pound bags. And so I worked for him for quite a while doing that in the basement of the grocery store. Mm -hmm. And I figured out... I've been in that store an awful lot, and I didn't see dented cans.
0: <laughs>
1: Are you telling me that your next-door neighbor
0: had such compassion on you guys that he would dent cans up? Per- I believe that. Perfectly good cans just to give to you guys. Yeah. Yeah, that's amazing. And so we can see, really, I mean, as 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 a young kid, I mean, looking back on it now, through whatever circumstance, God was providing. Right? By, by all means. Um, but as a senior in high school, so then so then you you you, you meet in that, and um you, you are, are you um, I don't know how to say it. are you are you directionless? do you know do you just go into work or what did you, what I, did you?
1: The thing is find a job, find a job, just find a job. And I think I, I pretty much knew I, I was going to have a job. Mm-hmm. Uh, my brother uh had worked at a gas station a block from our house. And uh I knew that when I graduated, I probably had a good chance of going right in there and getting a job, and which I did I come out of, i got off, I got off the bus that, that day and walked in the gas station. I knew those guys they knew me and and I said you know can kind come to work here and I, they took me
0: so the the day you graduated from high school, you went into the workforce and you got off the bus and you started working at a gas station right in Lansing, Illinois, yeah pumping yeah. gas. Uh, and your wife or i'm sorry your girlfriend at the time was a couple years younger than you she was a sophomore junior
1: i'm, I'm assuming uh no we're, we're the same age we, graduate, oh, we same graduated we graduated same year
0: okay uh and and so what did, what did Annette want to do like did
1: she have dreams? she got a job at Union national Bank on uh, Michigan avenue in roseland okay so she became right off the bat kind of professional right yeah she took typing and shorthand in, yeah. in, in, in high school which was a big deal for girls back then yeah. and she got in right away and she she was she was the assistant to the vice president. Oh, really? Yeah, she she got a good job right off the bat.
0: Uh, so you guys keep dating. You're working. She's working. Uh, high schools over. Uh, when do you decide to move out of your parents' house and ask
1: Annette to marry you? Well, you don't decide to move out of your parents' house. You get married, and then you have to move. Out oh, that's okay. <laughs> so you didn't live on your own for a while. Never. No, I went. I, I stayed at home. And I paid, I paid room and board. Um, my brother paid room and board. Um, and we dated until I was, I, we got married when I was 21 and she was 27 days later. Uh-huh. Or 21, seven days later. I want to get married. So I was 21, she was 20. So it was only about a week and a half difference there.
0: Yeah. Uh, was it a big deal? I mean, weddings and marriages are a big deal, but I mean, was it uh, big, big families, big communities? Everybody? Yeah.
1: Well, her, her dad, her dad put on a big deal.
0: Uh-huh. Yeah, we had. A, we had a, did deal. Did, did, did they have some money?
1: I can't really answer that question. Uh, I don't think so. But uh, they put on a very nice wedding, and we ate at Sermons when it was still a banquet hall. Yeah. For, that's where the reception was. So that was a big deal. Um, and uh, I had saved up enough money to, uh, her dad paid for the wedding. And I saved up enough money to go on a honeymoon. Where, and, where'd where you go? Uh, w- the wagon wheel, does that sound right? <laughs> well, is that where you went for your honeymoon, uh, wagon wheel? It was up just before uh, the Wisconsin border. Uh-huh. Uh, it was an old retreat, an old wood retreat. And I'll never forget this. We checked in there, and we walked down this long hallway, walked into this bedroom, and the first thing I looked for is how do I get out of this thing when it starts fire? That was the first thing that went into my mind. And I went to the windows to see if they opened, and they opened, and it was only about a six-foot drop to the ground. I said, we're good. we're good to, we're go. Good.
0: We're good we're, to go. We're good to go. Were you afraid of fires back then? Or well, it just... was
1: an all wood building, yeah. and to me, it was a fire trap. Yeah. That's. I mean, I may be dead wrong, but that's what it seemed like to me. And my first instinct was, how do I get out of this building if there's a fire? Wow. Because the hallways were so stinking long.
0: Where, um, you, you get married, so you're, you're still working, she's still working. Where, where do you guys land? Where's your first house?
1: Our first house was in Lansing, a little upstairs uh, private uh, apartment. Huh. In, in, a, in a private home, yeah, an old old lady owned a house, and I don't. I have no idea how we found that place, but it was very right down, right off Ridge Road and Torrance Avenue. And
0: so life is just kind of normal. I mean, you're you're oh, uh, yeah. you're, you're married, you're in love, uh, you're working, you're enjoying work. You're, you're are you staying in the gas
1: station for how long? No, by that time, my work careers is many many places I worked. Many places. My life experience, I, I learned from a lot of different employers how to hire and, not, and how to treat people. I learned all of that on all the different jobs that I had. And um, uh, at the time I got married, I was working for Erickson's Automotive in downtown Highland. Mm-hmm. And that was my second job already out of high school. And so you learn uh, by by good
0: bosses, but also by bad bosses. Oh, I learned how, a lot by bad bosses. Yeah, how to treat and how to not treat yes. people, right? Yes. Uh, so you're working in downtown Highland. You're you're married. You got tell me tell me about your daughters. You've got uh, Carla's the oldest. Car- Carla's the oldest. Yeah.
1: She came. She came
0: pretty quick. Pretty quick. So a year or so. Well, right out of year. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And she she lived with you as you're working at Eric's uh, Auto. Oh yeah. Uh, is Cindy the second? Cindy's the second. Yeah, and she's,
1: she's she's with you guys. I think she's four years younger.
0: Okay, uh, but then eventually you you get a job delivering milk.
1: Yeah, so I had I had a lot of jobs. Yeah, uh, I came right out of high school. Uh, my brother was an electrician for Highland Electric, and they also had a hardware store. So he got his boss hired me to be an apprentice electrician. Um. And I, I, my my brother was a natural. He just he was he could bend pipe. He could he could look at a box that we just hammered into the ceiling of a three bedroom house, and he would look at that and he would know where the light switches and he would bend a piece of pipe in four corners, and he'd put up there and it fit. For the life of me, I couldn't do that. He was just a natural. So I was not good at what I was doing. Yeah. So you just didn't
0: have the aptitude for that.
1: But they brought me into the hardware store and then I thrived.
0: Uh, because you, you were better dealing with people. Yes. In a retail environment, meeting yeah. people. Yes. Talking, and laughing. And yes. Doing the whole. And
1: I had a mechanical background, but I worked in the gas station. Uh-huh. So they, they, they started me repairing uh, lawnmowers lawn just came out and they were a dealer. And so I was servicing their lawnmowers. Okay. Uh, how did you get into the milk industry? Uh, through a couple more, I went from one automotive place to a bigger automotive place to uh, International Trucks, auto, uh, auto parts or truck parts place, and um, then I went to driving a truck for uh, Lansing Cut Stone. Yeah. And while I was working there, my brother said to me, his neighbor said that Pleasant View Dury was looking for a man. And the only question I ever asked anybody is, what do they pay? Yeah, right. So I was, I was, if I could get two bucks a week or more or three bucks a week more, that's what I took.
0: Because you were married and you had two kids. Yeah, was, uh, I needed money. And you just you just needed money. But but you kept moving to find the right thing.
1: I kept moving. I was job. chasing the paycheck is yeah. what I was doing. I never had a job I didn't like. Yeah. I mean, I like to work. Was, that was not an issue. And a lot of those jobs were
0: really kind of people-centric jobs. Yes, they right? were. I mean, driving a milk truck was about driving and delivering milk. But isn't it true that the secret of your success was how you made people feel when you interacted with them?
1: I was able to grow my, my uh, route considerably. Yeah. When I got my little route, I, I, I started adding customers immediately. Yeah. And Pleasant View was very generous in the fact that we could give a quart of milk, uh, a quart of chocolate milk, uh, cod's cheese. We could give that away to a, 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 a potential, potential customer. customer yeah. So I gave a lot. I, gave, I, I probably, in fact, I know I did. I gave more milk away than anybody else did. But I got more customers than anybody else did.
0: Yeah. So now you're starting to develop. or You're starting to see that you've got this thing with people. Yes. People are attracted to you. Yeah, I would say so. Um, you're 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 good at getting people's stories out. You have a natural inclination that people open up to you, right? Yes, yes. So, how long did you last on a milk truck?
1: Um, I'm gonna have a blank in my mind here right now. From the milk, from the milk truck. Oh, I was working. Uh, I got an opportunity to go to work for City Service in their LP gas division, mm-hmm. delivering propane. Delivering propane bottles, the one hundred pounders. Yeah, and uh, that was uh, another referral from another guy. I said, "Hey, yep. we're looking for a driver." Yeah. And so I went in. I got the job, and I went from hundred pound bottles to five hundred pound tanker, a bubble, big bubble on it, you know, right. straight job. And so that was that was. was funny it was a union shop but nobody ever came to me and asked me for my union dues i worked there for four years never once did i pay union dues but i got a union sticker for my camp every every month and i couldn't figure that out but i never said nothing and uh, i thought maybe somebody was paying it for me i I didn't ask no questions (laughs) yeah and only later did i find out that another boonder worked for this same division of city service and they just thought I was the same guy, and they started setting the card in. Anyway, that's the way it went, and it worked. Eventually, you did you buy a hotel? Working for city service, I went. I went through all the jobs they had at that in that division, and the, the best job in there was a service man, it was a service guy. Uh-huh. So I start servicing customers, uh, putting fixing furnaces, yeah. installations, and all that kind of stuff and um i was going to a motel on route 30 in Cherville. all right now hang on now this
0: route 30 in austin yes in Cherville, indiana yes you were a serviceman repairing propane gas lines different things like that and of course now there's a shoops there now right is that is that shoops and a dairy queen Shoupes or whatever? shoops and a dairy
1: queen around that corner uh. And that big long building in the back yeah. replaced the motel that I, Okay, that that so a
0: hundred years ago,
1: uh <laughs>
0: that, that was a hotel and that was a pretty dead corner, right? I mean no. Not a lot of retail, but a lot of traffic. A lot of traffic because I sixty five wasn't open and that was a major truck tra- uh, truck okay. route. So you buy a you buy a hotel, a motel. Uh and do you live there? Yes, we live there. We we had to sell our house in Lansing. So you quit your job. Yeah, I'm a kid with no money. Uh <laughs> right. You're married, two daughters, you sell your house in Lansing, and you buy a hotel. We buy a, we buy a hotel. In the hot, now, where did I get the money for that? I'm assuming some guy dented a bunch of cans and gave you, gave you money. I don't know.
1: I said to the lady when I was putting in a thermal coupling in one of her space heaters, and she's sitting on the bed watching me, and I figured she, would, she lived there by herself. She was an old lady. And um, just to make conversation, I said, you know, as, as often as I'm here, you ought to just sell this place to me, and then I could live here and fix it. And I'd, I'd be here. She says you're serious, uh-huh. and I keep working. I say, yeah, I'm serious. And she says, well, you come back to you come back after work, and you come come see my husband. Oh, you got a husband. So I went back to see him after as soon as I got off of work, and we're sitting there and we're, we're talking, and uh, he says, can you uh, can you come up with five hundred dollars to, to show me that you're serious? And I says, yes. Well, I had two hundred dollars in the bank. Uh-huh. So I went to Annette's father and asked to borrow $300. Ah, there you go.
0: Yep.
1: And he wrote me a check without blinking an eye. No kidding. And I walked out of there and later on I said to Annette, I think your father just kissed three hundred hours. Yeah, because he'll, he'll never see that <laughs> he'll never again. See that uh, that. dumb son-in-law is. Yes. <laughs> so you move in a so you move in a
0: hotel with your wife, two kids. It's a little bit further away, although today it's not that big no, of a deal, but it's, it's not a big little big bit of a drive. Yeah, I had, we had
1: changed churches and everything.
0: So where do you start
1: going to church then now? Highland two. You're
0: going to Highland Two now, uh which of course now is uh new 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 leaf, new community. Yes. Whatever. Okay. Um how long do you, do you run a hotel? Did you make money? Is it a weird? Was it a weird? Well, living? It,
1: it was. It it. Um, we had it for seven years. After about eighteen months, we hated it. No kidding. Um, Late nights. Oh, you, I, I got out, out of bed problems. three, four times a night. Yeah. It was terrible, and there was a lot of truckers. Yeah. And it was all, and there was also, it was no one would be a hot sheet operation. What hot sheet? Couples. Oh right, right, coming right. And okay. going, coming and naps. Going. All right. we we chose very quickly to not take them. You can you can tell them when they went, when they walk in the door. Okay,
0: so so it, so it became known as a house of ill repute, or potentially. I didn't
1: know that at the time we bought it. Yeah. But we soon realized. Well, wait a minute, that's that's ninety percent of this guy's business. So we we cut that out, and uh, uh, we, the Lord was very good to us because we started getting trucker trade. Hmm. We'd have two three semis parked on the property yeah. at night. And I don't know that we were ever very, we were ever full-full, but we made, and I, there were two little apartments down the end that were two bedrooms in the unit. And uh, we converted them into a kitchenette and a bedroom. Okay. And I got monthly renters in there. Okay. Um, so we had a steady income, and I was able to make the payment at the bank. Were, were you a Christian? Uh, I became a Christian while at at the motel. You did?
0: Yes. So, wait a minute, you You were born and raised in a Christian family. Yeah. You went to Christian Christian schools, Christian church twice. Uh,
1: I thought I was a Christian.
0: But you became a Christian while running the motel.
1: Yes. I also, um, oh man, what a crazy story. Um, Well, we got time. Go ahead. We were, while I was running the motel, I also was peddling milk. I had a full-time job
0: for, for, for
1: Pleasant View Dairy. Oh, so you went back to them? No, I was there. Okay. Um, they... I had a route in Gary, Black Oak. Mm-hmm. Um, if you know anything about Black Oak, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there, I had a family there that had about seven kids. <clears throat> Excuse me. And I got to know these kids very well, and... I'm a friendly guy. I get along. I mean, I, I, I build relationships. Yeah. And one day I pulled in there and this 14-year-old girl came up to me, Rhonda. Um, she says, I need help. I says, Rhonda, it's Saturday. I got a full load. I can't, I, because I, I was fixing their bike. I was putting chains on their bike. I, there were five or six, seven kids in that family. and Front door was open, back doors was open. It was just chaos. So I says, after I'm done with my route, I'll come back and, Help you out. So later on, Saturday afternoon, when I come back after I'd done with my route and Gary. I come back in, and she says to me, I need help. I says, well, what do you need? She says, and she goes on to tell me, and I even hardly hesitate to tell the story. Um, but she was in junior high, and she was being molested regularly in junior high. And she says, I need help. What do you do? Yeah, what are you, you going to do? <clears throat> I says, get in the truck. So I put her in the truck, and the next part of the story I'm going to skip because I don't want to get anybody's name into this thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I went for help, and that man said to me, are you crazy? Get rid of her. Yeah. This is nothing but trouble. So I brought her home, and I says, I'm not, I'm not forgetting you. I'll be back. Uh, on Monday, my route was not in Gary. On Monday and Wednesday, my route was in Highland, Indiana. And in Highland, Indiana, on Indianapolis Boulevard, was the Youth for Christ office, which I had passed a 100 times. So I thought, hmm, Youth for Christ. I pulled in with my milk truck, walked in, told him what I had. We sat and talked. He says, I'm going to give you something I'm not supposed to share with you. And he gives me a syllabus about three, two and a half inches thick. Like this, he says, "Take this and read this." You sure? Yeah, he says, uh, "Don't write in it. Don't give it to nobody else. But you just start reading this, and you come see me in a couple of weeks." Well, I it just blew me away.
0: All right, so we just had to take a a, um, a real a real quick break, but, but but what we skipped was it was this time of your life that you became a Christian. Yes, it, you and you and, and it was a radical life conversion. Uh, under extremely difficult circumstances, and you became a born again, sold out Jesus freak. Now, for a Dutch kid, that was pretty radical, right?
1: I uh, yes, I got I got poked fun of.
0: Yeah. So your your peers, your community, your church people said that you had gone too far. You're way too religious. Yeah. And it, 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 but it was because of that conversion that that your morality had changed, and so you could not do the hotel anymore.
1: No, that wasn't it. I mean. Uh, I wasn't doing that kind of business in that motel anyway. Okay. Um, But I wanted, we both wanted out. It was a lousy lifestyle. I mean, every night I had to get out of bed three times. That was stupid. So I put it up for sale, sat sat on it for seven years. No kidding. And one day I'm mowing the lawn, and a guy in a white Mercedes pulls up and he says to me, Are you the owner? And I didn't even get off the tractor. I says, Yeah, what do you want? And he says, "Is that your sign at the end of the property here? Is that your property too?" I says, "Yeah, all the way to the street." And he says, "How much do you want for it?" Well, nobody has said anything to me for seven years. Yeah, right. You know, you put five hundred in, so and, it needs uh, at least be five hundred. Uh so I, I just, I, 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 doubled, I doubled what I paid for it. Uh-huh. Added ten thousand nice. dollars, and I threw that number at him. Uh-huh. Right, I mean, right off the top of my head. Yeah. He says, "That's fair." He says, "I'll be back in a week with a." A uh, $5,000 check, earnest money, and then we'll close shortly. Yeah. I went back to mowing the lawn. Exactly a week later, he pulls on the yard. He says, I gave me a contract, but a $5,000 check. You know what a $5,000 check bought? Huh. A brand new Suburban. You know yep. the Suburban costs today? Yeah, you're right. Do the math. Yeah, 65 dollars 75000 today. Yeah, I mean, it was like, I can't believe this. Yep. So who, who, then, who was the guy? Do you know him? you remember him? <sighs> he was very—he was a big developer in Highland. Okay. And I knew who he was. Uh, he drove a white Mercedes. And it was impressive. He yeah, up. it was big. And uh, he says, I want you out of here in uh, about three weeks. I said, give me two. I said, I got to <laughs> find a place to live. Yeah, right. He says, I'm go- I want to close. Where do you bank? I said, Bank of Highland. And he says, uh, he gave me a date. He says, we'll meet there. And we met. He, he he paid me. I mean, I couldn't believe my eyes. I walked out of there with ta-da. What, so, so what's important about this story, and, and, and not that any
0: detail is unimportant, but what's important about this story, Carl, if, if you don't mind, because I know a little bit about it, is that seven years, right, uh, like Jacob, worked, and at the end of that, God gave you the seed money for what's to come. Yes, I mean it was like barely baking it, right? To all of a sudden, bada. Do you con- do you attribute God to that? Oh, totally. Do you contribute your conversion to loving Him and 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 being outspoken for Him to that?
1: I never looked at it that way. Uh, God was just good to us. We made decisions that later turned out to be very good decisions that, that could have been very bad decisions, but they weren't. Uh, we walked out of there with a fair amount of money. In that period of time, I had built a relationship with a man from the same church we were going to that was in business in, in Hammond, and he knew I had sold, and he immediately said to me, I'm, I'm interested in opening up a second store. Yeah. Are you interested? And I said, yes, I don't know what I'm going to do with this. I you know, I have no trade. I uh, I need a job. Mm-hmm. And so I spent a couple of months going in and out of his store on Friday nights and all day Saturday while I was still working at the dairy. And uh, I sort of enjoyed doing what I was doing.
0: What kind of store was it?
1: It was a, a home wallpaper store in, it was on Indianapolis Boulevard in Hammond.
0: So the Kui- Kuiper's? Was that, that, that was Z- Roger Zichterman. Z- Zichterman, right, right. Roger right. but, Zichterman. Butch's dad.
1: And we had become good friends at that point. Yeah. So they
0: ran uh, Home Wallpaper, wallpaper, wallpaper center. Center, center, and you started working for them.
1: I know, I, I wasn't getting paid. I was just hanging around working on Saturdays while I was still working at the yeah. dairy. And you sold the hotel. And I, I sold the hotel, so, still working at the dairy.
0: So you got eleven, twelve thousand dollars $12,000 burning a hole in your pocket. You buy a house in no, Lansing.
1: No, 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 no. Way, way more than that.
0: Oh, <laughs> you did better than
1: that. I doubled. The, I doubled you, what I paid for it. Yeah. Right. Okay. Plus, plus. the ten grand.
0: So you buy. So you take that seed money. And you buy a house in Lansing.
1: I I, I buy a house in Lansing, and, and
0: that's the one uh, that you just sold. Yes, okay. and I had, so and, I paid, ca- and I paid cash and I paid cash yeah. for it. And and you start learning the trade of home wallpaper. Yeah, and I.
1: I very shortly, I mean, as soon as I had my money, Roger says, are you interested in opening up a store? Yeah. And I said, yeah. So we started looking for property in Chicago Heights, and we found a place on uh, Ashland in Route 30. That was a big deal. It was a huge deal. I
0: mean, deal. just, just, just going to take a second here, because you're a poor, uneducated, right? <laughs> yes. A farmer kid from a handicapped father and a school teacher mom. Who just bought and built what will eventually turn into a major retail operation that launches your public ministry for the next forty years? Yes, guys, seriously, you're not going to want to miss this. This this thing goes crazy with uh, God's story of uh, love and redemption. And just uh, opening doors, It's it. it uh, this is an incredible story. Guys, uh, check out Talking with Carl Bounder, Part 3 coming up uh, next week. Thanks so much for checking us out. I'm Clayton from 316 Creative Works. Thanks, Carl. Great job. Hey, this is Clayton from 316 Creative Works talking about our podcast. Listen, if you like any of this stuff that you saw or you heard, I'm going to give you a couple places where you might find it besides coming in live to the Farmhouse Studios. There's a couple platforms you can find these on. Um, So you can check out Facebook, YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iTunes, and SoundCloud. So for the cheap seats in the back there, let me say this one more time. You can go to Facebook, YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iTunes, and SoundCloud. You can find it under 316 Podcasts.